If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. Plushcare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Because, yeah, you know, I, I, had, I had a crack at an English degree and I was dreadful at it, as it was. <laughs> so, you know what? Doing English is not that fun. I thought it was going to be all yeah. dead poet society, which I still haven't seen. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Legitimate Likes, the podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's most popular fascinations and we try to work out, are they really worthy of the hype? They may be likes, but are they legitimate likes? My name is Hugh and I used to say I'm joined as always and then that became a lie, but I'm now, once again, joined as always by my co-host Will. Hi Will, welcome back. Nice to meet me. How are you, Hugh? I'm great. It's been a few weeks since we've seen you. You were in Edinburgh performing. Yeah, I was in Edinburgh. It was a lovely time. I drank drank a lot. I ate a lot. And I did some performing. Selling out shows. Yeah, big sellout. That's me. Will, you look younger. Why do you look younger? I shaved my beard off you, but it wasn't my Why choice. Why did you do that? Because uh, someone paid me bleep amount of money uh, to be in a, a short documentary where I had to cycle up a hill. And uh, tell you what, Hugh, hills, oh, they're difficult to cycle up. Like, did you just do it? Did you do it in one take? One take, William? Uh, each take I did in one take, yeah. There were about four takes. And did you have to cycle back down the hill or did you just only ever cycle up the hill? Like, did you get did you get ski lifted back down? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had a runner. Yeah. That's what runners, that's where the word runner comes from, is that they have to run you up and down the hills. You get piggybacked. I demanded that, though. That was in my rider. I said, I am a rider and here is my rider. <laughs> <sighs> it's good to be back, uh, <laughs> making it difficult for you to edit around the intro. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I quite enjoyed doing those intros on my own for a while. Yeah. But of course, sometimes we had guests, like tonight. Yeah. Tonight, we're joined by uh, someone I've never met before. Hello. Hello there. Hey, what's your story, little buddy? I'm your nemesis. Hmm? <laughs> I was your nemesis. I don't know. Have you forgotten so quickly? No, I, don't, I don't think I have a nemesis. I don't think anyone's as important as that. So I, I don't really think of it. Well, what's your name? What's your story, little, little guy? Are you making the guest introduce himself? Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm out of practice, you. I don't know what's happening. It's so belittling. <laughs> I'll introduce myself as Will's nemesis and nothing else. And you can go back and listen to the back catalogue and figure out who that is. Or figure out why Michael's voice has changed. <laughs> I think listeners will recognise the voice of David Kenny. Hi, guys. Good to see you, Dave. Great to be back. Dave, when was the last time you were clean-shaven? I feel you affect a stubble very well Ooh. for a long time. Yeah, I would say it's been 12 or 13 years, Hugh, since, since you've I've... ever been clean-shaven? Yeah, yeah. I don't think I have, I have I've gone, you know, back to, to just, just my beautiful face in uh, well over a decade. I think I do remember pointing out to you on your wedding day how scruffy you looked. Yeah, you know, exactly. There, there is no occasion that is important yeah, enough. Yeah. To, uh, I think the last time that I was clean shaven was that I was trying to trim my beard. My hand slipped 
And so just a large part of my face was accidentally mm. clean shaven. And at that point, what can you do? And I'd say that was about 2009, to be honest. I, I doubt I've been clean shaven since then. So you shaved your way out of trouble. Yeah, you've got to shave around it. It's the only, only way to do Dave, it. Dave, do you not shave? And this is me asking the question because it's how I feel. Do you not shave because you're ashamed of your face? Or do you just not shave because because of another reason? Um, oh, good question. Uh, I started um, affecting a kind of a stubbly thing in college, which we you know may get on to later on, and uh, just kind of really liked both not having to shave every day and the way that looked. So until it kind of goes salt and pepper and maybe makes me look really old, I'm going to continue with this for the, for the time being. Speaking day. of looking really old, <laughs> there's our producer. Oh yeah. Okay. The other two things I was going to say were speaking of shaving around it, or speaking of stubbly bits. So I think you did well out of this. Yeah, yeah. You don't look really old, Anya. You do look really dark. It, you're. It looks like I don't know what. And you're not in the dark room. You're just positioned yourself against a window that you look like. I'm sitting with my back to a window. We look yeah. like we haven't unlocked you in a video game. Yeah, I'm an, I'm, an, I'm an NPC, which I learned from Will. Ah. Well, actually, you wouldn't be. Well, would you be an NPC if you weren't unlocked? It's a boring question. Oh, sorry. Question. I'm a non-play. I'm a. No, you nailed. You nailed the acronym. The acronym's not the problem. It's the uh, my new my new understanding of video games. Hi, Anya. I've missed you. How are you, mate? Good. So, if I was an NPC, I'd be more like. Actually, I kind of am an NPC. Well, you the don't... producer doesn't play. Oh, that's a good. Point. They work. Um, yeah. <laughs> you don't tend to unlock non-player characters They tend to just be there So do I just kind of appear and say Welcome to the podcast You give us a quest yeah. Which is actually what you do in this context That's true, this has um, actually worked out very nicely You give us things to discuss, Yeah. perfect uh, Welcome back Will Thank you, it's been a, a long time uh, what, what did you miss most about me, everybody? Uh, question to the group <laughs> And the listener Sorry, if I just want to say, I've just noticed something really cool Which is that I can see outside Anya's window It's lovely and bright I can't see outside Will's window. It's dark. Same time zone. Oh, oh my God. But because we're What's further west, there? we get probably, what, half an hour, 20 minutes more light? Geography, the podcast. It's incredible. But Will, the outside of your house looks like a Dickensian novel. It does. Is there a lamplighter there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I, yeah. There's a small urchin child cleaning my shoes. I will have to go and get. Bring them out your dead! <laughs> no, that's the wrong era, isn't it? Uh, no, they still say it. They still say it. It's sort of. <laughs> I live in a Victorian ghost tour part of London where all the tours converge. Uh, it's very confusing, nice. but it's very easy to get a horse and carriage. So you know there are perks. Yeah. Jack the Ripper at every corner, you know, waiting to disembowel you for the sake of tourists. No, he only killed sex workers, and which means it's fine to celebrate him and make pubs. A bit like, come to this pub. It's where a guy murdered women. Hooray! And then you drink beer there and go, oh, I went to that place. I mean, Will, and that's you, where I live. Do you have the Chinese uh, restaurant called Mao that we have in Ireland? No. It's not a great name for a restaurant, is it? No, it, it, no, it's one of the, I suppose, one of the better dictator-themed uh, restaurants in Ireland, but that, it's not a competitive category. Yeah, Hitler's Steakhouse is not great. It's weird that Goebbels fondue didn't really pan out. <laughs> okay, my okay. new favourite game is choosing terrible, terrible people from history and putting an obscure, obscure food stuff with them. Like Paul Potts raclette. Right, it can't be regionally appropriate. It has to be as far yeah. away from the place they're from as possible. Paul Potts Pizza, absolutely yeah. no food yeah. from, from some, that region some, some Eichmann sushi, please? <laughs> oh, dear. Genghis Khan's Tasty Tacos. <laughs> I love that yeah. put tasty in there. Oliver Cromwell Ramen is <laughs> some of my favourites. You, you drink it out of the skulls of Irish peasants <laughs> and it gives real extra flavour to the broth. Oh, dear. Oh, that is actually one, though. That is down the road for me, to be fair. <laughs> right, so uh, college. Um, I mean, Dave, other than your, I suppose, part-time role as Will's nemesis, you have a, a full-time really role as well, I'm really struggling to place Dave. Who, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so unmemorable. This is, my, this is my curse. It is only when Anya mentioned video games earlier that I realized you'd been on the video game episode i had forgotten that was that possibly my first one yeah but most of my subsequent appearances have been either deliberately or inadvertently annoying will so obviously i hope to hope to do that again today 
Um, but yeah, this this episode does relate to my I suppose my full time job because I lecture in a university. Mm. So kind of never left college in a way. Liked it so much, I stayed for like another six years studying loads of other stuff, and then I've worked in one for another ten years. So it's a lot. Do you of time, ever worry that people, people think you just were really struggling and you're still on the same course you were on? Back in 06. Yeah, that that, yeah. that, that is, like you know, you, you, you do sometimes, you have to dress very tweedily so people know that you're a professor and not just still trying on your 14th attempt to Does pass. Does it not help, like, you know, being at the front of the lecture hall? Maybe you should try that, because <laughs> that would indicate... Uh, I mean, if I had more confidence in myself, maybe I could fall <laughs> back on You do that, all your lectures I... sitting in the front row facing the board. Maybe the students would like to teach. I don't want you to name names, Dave, but are there any real stupid, like real Dumbo constitutional law experts? (laughs) I mean, I think we should do that podcast. I'd probably not say. (laughs) Dave, do you ever get um, elderly relatives, I don't know if you guys have ever had this, that are still asking you, and how are the exams going? (laughs) And you're like, I'm 34. You, you, you do get a kind of, so you're still in college. I'm like, in a way, but in another way. <laughs> no one, no one believes I'm a teacher. They're like, and what are you doing? And how long? Now the training is, and I was like, no, I, yes, several okay. years ago. Lance, you know? at least they're wrong about you. What they say to me is, are you still doing the drama? Are you still? And they're right. I am still doing the drama. And it's about the same level of pay. So, yeah. Is it true, though, that, Will, when we say college on this podcast we're going to confuse english listeners yeah and possibly american listeners as well well. or american listeners i don't know like college football college sports all that kind of stuff they'll they'll just expect more keg stands and you know football games rather than name three name three other things that expect please dave i saw the panic in your eyes after (laughs) keg stands name three more (laughs) and sororities frats body shops um, cheerleaders body shots yeah yeah all these all these great things they might expect less of like you more of that and less of staying in your parents bedroom while you skulk into a lecture and then straight home again you know which is more perhaps the irish college experience now dave i've got a i've got a question dave no problem staying in your parents house why are you in your parents bedroom (laughs) (laughs) oh god (laughs) i've said too much Dave curls up at the end of the bed like a faithful dog. We 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 only had one large room in our house, and so we all we made it work. Yeah, the Kennys famously <laughs> growing up like Charlie Bucket in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Everyone a, in one bed. It was a real bed. a real famine cottage. Yeah, that was that was our uh, that was our setup. What 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 do Americans call like university then? What what do they? Well, I, I suppose they they yeah they they call kind of almost all their universities colleges, and then in the UK there's like sixth form college, which kind of distinguish from university. Or would you never really call a university a college unless it's a constituent college of Oxford or Cambridge? Is that the the, the deal? Didn't the understand the word constituent, but I understood the rest of it and I got it contextually. Um, uh, before we kick off, how do the Irish contingent on the podcast feel about Irish people who say uni? Oh, I don't like it at all. Mm, not one no. bit. Not not for me. I'm afraid it's it's an Australian import. Are the Brits all say it, Dave? Will it say that? Wouldn't he? Yeah. Back at uni, we were always having drinks down at the old Otter's Tassels. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to derail the trolley urgently. Are trolleys on rails? Well, I was trying to think of the trolley uh, problem. I don't know. The trolley I, problem. That's what I think Dave loves talking about, isn't it? What's yeah, it's, it's a, the classic problem of moral philosophy about whether or not you would... Uh, direct a trolley, meaning I guess Tram. like a what a streetcar. Mm. Yeah, because we're in fifties <laughs> Kansas City, apparently. An, an omnibus. <laughs> yeah, would you direct it onto a track with fewer people and deliberately kill them, or let it go on its current course and kill more people? Which would be the moral mm. decision? Classic problem of moral. Fewer people. The next question. Like to waste time. Um, yeah, okay, so our first question: What's a whiffin' poof? <laughs> it's the. F- it's the fifth <laughs> Harry Potter house. A whiffin' poof. Is, is it a, 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 a singer um, in Yale or somewhere like that? Is it like an American college singing troupe? Uh, you're dead right. So they're, they're the... Do you, did you know what, did you, which college did you say they were? Is it Yale? Is it you're, in Yale? You're, you're correct. So it's, a, it's an acapella singing group. Um, and it's the oldest one in, in the United States. Uh, the whiffin' poofs. And the whiffin' poofs. On what, yeah, what sort of what sort of stuff do they sing? Don't 
actually very nice. Do, do you know what? Though, but all those groups, oh, not all of them, the ones you hear, they're all amazing. And yet, I just always assume every single person in them is utterly insufferable. Do you know who is a fa- who two famous whiff and poofs? So uh, George Bush Senior's father was a whiff and poof. George Bush, very senior. And you know the guy who's in Band of Brothers, and he's also plays Jack Berger in Sex and the City. What's his name? Ron Livingston is that his name? Also a famous, the handsome famous guy. Whiff and poof. Nick's Nick's uh, in Band of Brothers. Uh, he's, I don't. I haven't seen Band of Brothers. But he's, I think he's one of the main brothers of the band. They're not all brothers. You know they're not all brothers. On you, yeah. I know. I, I know that. I think it's <laughs> the whole musical family <laughs> experience. Or you thinks that the whole of World War Two was just Easy Company trying to do a Battle of the Bands contest at the Eagle's Nest? And wouldn't you watch that movie? Hundred <laughs> percent. And what dictators' uh, little treats would be served there? Oh, I think we'd have to have a couple of Hitler's um, Ratatouille, Pinochet, Irish Jew. <laughs> Ceausescu's um, chowder. Oh, it's alliterative, yeah. <laughs> and also, you know, Romania not known for its for its fish and fish, so yeah. presumably particularly oh, yeah, Oh, Putin's poutine. <laughs> Perfect. No, I don't think it can be alliterative. I think it has to be so ridiculous that it, it's it's. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Okay, Putin's Putin's poutine wasn't ridiculous enough. No, Sorry. it has to be like Putin's um, deep fry. Chicken. Yeah, that <laughs> deep fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anya reaching for the most exotic food stuff she could find. <laughs> All it had to do was not begin with a P and she struggled so hard. Dave, I have a boring question that I think you might be able to take the lead on. I am quite boring, so I, I'm your man. Hit oh, me. Dave! Oh! <laughs> that guy, yeah. Uh, what are ancient universities? Old ones. <laughs> so I think it is the British and Irish universities that were founded before 1600 or so, because I think that my university just about qualifies at 1592. We were like squeaking. We're almost not ancient. We just about get in there. And so they're like the, the medieval ones are, are ancient. You're the youngest of the old rather than the oldest of the young. So basically. Zit. Zit. Yeah. Just just crossing into the old category. Yeah. Delighted with ourselves. Yeah, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. So their university is founded before 1600. Which country has the most, though? Oh. Uh, Surely the Brits. Yeah, but which... which, which is it, Sc- is which it Scotland? Scotland? Yes. Yeah, Scotland has four of them. Uh, St. Andrews, Glasgow, Aberdeen, Edinburgh. Scotland, oh, the brave and mighty. England, the weak and shitey. It's a, it's a great place, Scotland. So, uh, everyone loves it. <laughs> so I'm going to give you a couple, of, a couple of fictional characters and then you just tell me where they went to college, okay? Did you make them up just now? <laughs> That's going to be hard. <laughs> real. So, uh... <laughs> Adolf Whiffenpoof. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Draper from Mad Men. Where did she go to college? Um, Harvard uh, Law School. <laughs> oh, you didn't watch the show at all. No, is, is it one no. of the? Is it one of the one of the women's Ivy League ones? Yeah, could it be like Vassar or um the one that the the uh, we- Wesley something Wesley something Wesley Snipes Wesley Snipes <laughs> University, the greatest university of the all. She went to one of the seven sister colleges, which are all sleepy, dopey. Okay. Oh. <laughs> I do not know. It's Bryn 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 Bryn. Bryn Mawr, which I can't pronounce. Oh, Bryn Mawr. Yeah. <laughs> Dave can't pronounce it either. <laughs> <laughs> Where did Rory Gilmore go to college? Who's Rory Gilmore? No. He sounds like a golfer. I think, is he a golfer? I think, Dave, that's actually a girl, is it not? Isn't that a Gilmore girl? It is a Gilmore that girl. That is. Is it one of the Gilmore girls? I have a feeling that didn't... Oh, no. I don't, Harvard Law School. I've only watched <laughs> Gilmore Girls kind of ambiently while other people have been watching it. I have a feeling she desperately wanted to... Go to Yale, but then like DIT. Did she go to <laughs> go she somewhere that wasn't Yale? Yale? She did go to she Yale. Did go, okay, she okay. Did go to Yale did she, did she definitely want to go somewhere else? Like I recall there being college drama, or or maybe maybe she always wanted to go to Yale and did go. So well done, Rory. Good job. And finally, where did Abid Nadir go to college? Greendale. Greendale Community College. Well done, guys. Look at Hugh. Doesn't have I don't know who that is. No. Oh. One of the best comedies of all time. He's not real. I make so many references to it, and it, you're the blank stare every time. Frasier. puts me down so much. No, Frasier. <laughs> you. That's the only thing you ever reference. Uh, Frasier went to Harvard. 
Do you just guess Fraser for everything, Hugh? If you're just at a quiz, Harvard. Like, if it's Anya, if Anya's setting the questions, yes. <laughs> Do you have other questions that only Dave is interested in, or will we keep going? Oh, well, I'm sorry. Hugh's just jealous because I got all the answers. That is kind of the story of our friendship, Dave. <laughs> I, I do have one more question for you can you tell me what these thi- what these things are okay school and key skull and bones and wolf's head skull and bones is a secret society well i don't know how secret it is it's the one it's the one george bush the both bushes were in mm. i think isn't it in yale yeah in yale, um, yeah so are th- so are the, the others are s- all... and who tell us yeah. more about them uh, well, I was very excited to have to read up on them, but then it all gets a bit boring. And say, for example, the only reason Scroll and Key, so I say Skull and Key, sorry, Scroll and Key exists is because there was an election dispute with Skull and Bones. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, gripping it's, origin it's, story. Worthy of a Marvel movie. And you're hoping, but then what I find really funny is when you imagine that this is actually, say, 19 or 20 year olds, it really takes the, because I know what we were like in 1920s. Yeah. So. And ultimately, yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah, the only exciting bit is presumably the actual getting into the society, and then you just have to sit around and pretend it's fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. welcome to college. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be more fun to be in, like, the Northumbria rugby team. Is that where you... Definitely. What you did? Well... Yeah, I, well, I went to Newcastle, and uh, there were two unis in Newcastle, Northumbria and Newcastle, and there was a friend of mine who was on the Northumbria rugby team, and the initiation culture was <laughs> a little bit intense. Well... Go Tell on. us. Uh, running across the Tyne Bridge with a goldfish in your mouth, and then when you spat the goldfish out at the end, if it was alive, you didn't have to drink anything, but if it was dead, you had to down something. Ugh. You know, just toxic sort of stuff like that. Yeah. It's also kind of making you responsible for the goldfish's welfare in a way. It's very difficult if you're carrying it in your mouth. It's not really <laughs> I, your fault. I have a feeling that wasn't the, the main. I don't <laughs> think they were genuinely trying to smuggle them from Gateshead into I think Newcastle. I've... I've misunderstood the purpose. I of think. The, what are you looking for, though? Sorry. Is are you looking for an awful lot of saliva? Like, is that going to help? Because I do very well. When I'm at the dentist, <laughs> I need to keep that suction thing in my mouth for basically permanent. <laughs> that, is, that is the saddest brag I've ever heard. Yeah, but Delighted it's I know also that as well. That's yeah. great, great knowledge for me to have. <laughs> I'm worried it's not the first time I've mentioned it on the podcast. <laughs> I feel so sorry for that person whose job it is to just. Oh no, Anya! Because so because it's so bad in my mouth. The dental nurse ends up giving me the thing, and I just hold it there for the whole time. That's so. Degrading. She's got other stuff to do, you know. Yeah. I haven't heard anything as degrading since then. Who's that little fella at the start of the, the podcast? <laughs> do, you, do you do do you get a, a discount on your dental work for the fact that you have to do basically yeah, half the job of a dental hygienist? Yeah, like I, you I should definitely be get ten percent off. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Do you do you guys think uh, it's acceptable to listen to earphones in the dentist? I think it's acceptable to listen to music. Listening to earphones would be silence. Um. <laughs> I've never done it, and I don't think I ever would. I think, I think it, yeah, I think it probably is. But for when you're getting a haircut or at the dentist, no, because my dentist, listen, he's a great dentist, but you go in for half an hour, and the first twenty-seven minutes are just him chatting away to you. You know, how are the exams going? Yeah, exactly, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Will, so you told me earlier today that you studied English in yeah. Newcastle. Yeah, that's true. I think I always thought you studied history. Well, it did happen in the past, to be fair. Yeah, it's true. Um, I tried to study history. Um, well, no, I, initially I tried to study English, but didn't have the grades. So then did a combined honours course in history and English. And then the history department were terrible. And did they just not, did they just not know the past? Like, did they just not... <laughs> yeah, they kept talking about the future. It yeah, was terrible. They were like, bad. hand this in next week. And I was like, that's not history. This basic stuff. Yeah. Uh, come on, guys. Dave, are you willing to admit what you did? Yeah, so I, I obviously studied law because I then went on to, you know, teach law or whatever. So I did that, yeah, for four years as an undergrad. And then I obviously had to do a master's and a PhD in a, as well. Um, and I really enjoyed studying law, but it is like it's a very dense thing to study as an undergraduate student. So like looking back, would have enjoyed studying a bit of like history and English or something, you know, something something a little broader, more arts artsy, humanities-y uh, and leave the law till later. But Hugh, I think you have the most un- unexpected undergraduate degree of everybody on the pod. Uh, do you not think I'm a typical business and law, both business and law student, and then obviously a heavy hitter in the worlds of business and law? You know, yeah. I've just I'm just back from a family holiday, and for some reason it came up on the holiday that you did business and law. I have no idea why. And someone said, "Why did you not just do law?" And I was like, "Do you know? I guess he just had a big interest in business." <laughs> <laughs> I don't 
I don't know why. As we drove around France. Whereas at the time, I think everyone would have said, oh, I probably didn't get the points for law, you know? I think I, I, think I might have said that as yeah. well. I think I might have gotten a Z. I think I maybe didn't get the points I think that was I one of the things that everyone in B&L had to say was, actually, I put B&L first. Actually, I, actually, I didn't want law. But uh, <laughs> sure on you, I didn't have a clue. Did you guys take uh, college seriously? I, Hugh, I saw you studying on occasion. So I know you, you did. Yeah, I suppose I was always, like studying for exams, I'd always study, study right before, you know, last week or two. I was always a good crammer, you know, good memory. That's what, that's what uh, suited me. Um, I mean, I went to, I went to lots of lectures. I think as, I think I went to fewer lectures as college went on, to be honest. Most people sort of don't go to many in first and second year and then maybe third and fourth year. I think I went to more in first and second year and then, yeah, less so. I mean, I, I have nothing interesting or funny to say here. I'm sorry. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, I'd say you were a very serious student, were you? I was. You'll be shocked to learn, massive nerd that I am, a very serious student. So yes, I went to all my classes. I studied very hard. And my class was like not unpleasantly competitive, but it was like, it was very difficult to try and come near the top of the class. So people worked very hard. And I was a massive nerd, so I did too. Uh, still tried to have fun and do lots of other things, but spent quite a bit of my extracurricular time doing debating which was obviously a mistake so yeah i was i was wondering were you about to say oh i was president of the snowboarding society or something like there was a whole other society that we knew nothing about yeah no no, i just uh, i i supplemented my being a nerd with being a very slightly different kind of nerd so just you know real two sides of my personality students always had that reputation in ucd of like you know going to the library and tearing pages out of books so no one else could use the books do you feel that's a i mean i don't know if that was a real thing do you feel it's a are law students more competitive than, than others, you know? you got to keep the laws secret, you know, otherwise other people will know them. <laughs> and, you know, they'll use it instead of you. Um, Do you work for the English government, David? <laughs> Dave, I want to know about... I want to know about strange things that happen in college now, now that you're on the other side. We recently released, I guess this is in our season of education, because we recently released an episode on school. And, what um, an exciting season. And uh, Jane and I gave the insights into primary school teaching. So we now want to know, what's it like on the other side of college? Uh, it's mostly it's mostly, <laughs> mostly fine. I think the, the realisation <laughs> of, uh, of moving to the other side has been quite how chaotic it is to try and have thousands of students and to teach them and grade all their things and to do it well. I think I assumed that it was just much easier to organise all those things than it actually is. So I think an exercise in organising chaos to make sure it all comes out okay has been my experience of college teaching. And it definitely doesn't have the zany antics that um, I, I thought. I tried to do that by pranking my colleague Neville a lot in work. But, you know, people don't just kind of run around playing jokes on each other and stuff as I kind of initially You're not constantly streaking through the quad, Mac. No, that almost never happens. I've never seen a streaker through, through any quad. That's called and... Dave's commute, you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just quicker that way. It's more aerodynamic. <laughs> so when you guys were in college, uh, I don't know, maybe this is just me, but did you guys make any friends very early on that you then kind of disregarded and never spoke to again? Oh yeah, that's, that's yeah. like my whole. You know those those first two week friends from college. I wonder where they are now. Oh, like I mean, Ruben I would and... say if Fionn Oog or Murakartig is listening to the podcast, <laughs> shout out because absolutely lovely guy, you know. And we had some great times together in those first couple of months. And yeah, haven't seen him in in nearly twenty years. I I often wonder where Brian. Forget a second name. What happened to him? My one friend in mm. English. I know I was in French with him, and then one day I got him, the two of us got in trouble for talking in a 400 person lecture. Classic <laughs> on is, you, though, right? I know, yeah. I also. Oh, Go on. I missed an exam. <laughs> Do you know the exams used to be the word yes? And uh, you know the way they used to print them all on one huge sheet of paper? You'd have to like scroll on and see what time your exam was. Oh. And I, Mokin <laughs> was striding in as everyone was leaving oh, no. the exam. And I had to run to UCD and beg, beg for clemency. And they let me sit in and like... Was clemency room. the French tutor? <laughs> Clement. And the, the lecturer who had given out to me for talking was the man who had to come in and give me the exam. And I've never seen a man look at me with such naked hatred. Like, it was dreadful. And it was a French grammar exam. Naked and, hatred um, is what Dave calls himself when he's streaking through the quad. <laughs> <laughs> like grease lightning. <laughs> so, you know, that, that, I mean, that just really just sums up like just like a massive, you know, Dave, you're talking about disorganized chaos. I mean, 
Did you have any insane lecturers on you? Like any lecturers? Yeah. Um, yeah, like we, we did French literature because I did French in first year and uh, you had to read the book, but no one had ever read the book. So it was always this like frantic meeting outside the tutorial where someone would have to relay the plot of L'Etranger, mm. you know, whatever. And then there was, people would always lie to you and tell you it was full of robots or whatever. They <laughs> the and start talking about how Camus really, whatever. Like it was just... That really would I, have improved it, to be fair. I really feel Camus <laughs> never went into robots as much as he should have. Real fallen down. But it was so down. hard. Like, you know when someone says to you, Hugh, I know you were saying, you always say this to your sixth class, it's like, no one's going to be there now when you go into secondary school. And people say, when you go to college, and they were right. Nobody was there to hold my hand. Yeah. It was really hard. Except Brian a, in English. Brian. God, he was lovely. I, I, I mean, I hope he's well. You know, lovely man. But um, obviously we just didn't. He's actually <laughs> on the podcast now. He's here tonight. Hello, it's Brian. <laughs> the reason I didn't talk to you was because uh, you kept trying to hold my hand in lectures and I found it weird. No, 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 no. He had a girlfriend, I had a boyfriend. It was it was very much a... You a don't platonic. have to explain that to me. It's me, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave, did, did you have any first year Okay, class? great. I guess I'll leave the Zoom. Fine. <laughs> That's Brian, our big nice reunion, I guess. Do you hope I'm well? I doubt it. Jesus Are you still with Christ. the girlfriend, Brian? No, I broke up with her to come back here. It was a mistake. You you broke up with your girlfriend to come on a podcast. <laughs> uh, it's, it's our wedding night. Oh, I'm after coming to the honeymoon suite. I don't know quite where I'm from. <laughs> He's from. He was from that line, I think. Brian, if you're out there, you know. I'm not. Years. I'm right here. I'm in here. Uh, Dave, any any friends that you ditched? Yeah, I, I, I'm sure we all had people in first year that we then, you know, didn't see again or didn't stay friends with. But I also had the opposite. I met someone in the first week and I was like, there's absolutely no way I'm being friends with this guy. And, you know, a good, whatever, we're on almost 20 years later, one of my closest friends. So Chris, if oh you're God, listening, who is it? <laughs> this is my friend Chris Kassan, who was, Aww. he would say himself, uh, you know, uh, having been homeschooled in Kerry, an unusual chap arriving in his first week in college. And I was just like, I'm not sure about this, but it turns out, <laughs> tremendous chap, very dear friend of mine to this day. And I'm sure he either won't mind me telling the story on the podcast or that's the end of a very good 18 years of friendship. But you friendship. had a good innings. So yeah, good run. Far better than I thought. So Will, any strange things happen when you were in college? <laughs> That really sounded like you were trying to set me up for something. I mean, strange things. Did, I think I was a bit of a strange person in college. I, well, what, did you have any nicknames that you'd like <laughs> to share with the class? <laughs> this is only because I told on you this before. So I, when I arrived at uni, I used to shave my head. And uh, <laughs> that's not the punchline, so I'm worried. Uh, no, I used to shave my head and have a big beard. And I didn't realise this, but our like halls had a courtyard. And then when I went to a party, like a week in, went to a party at the halls opposite. And they were like, oh, you're the beardy weirdy. And I was like, sorry? sorry? <laughs> They're like, you're the, beard, you're the monk guy. <laughs> and I was like, what? Sorry? <laughs> uh, and I, just because my beard was quite prominent. Wow. And, uh, you know, when you finished school and you went to college, did you have any great plans to kind of reinvent yourself? as a person, a man of the world once you got to college? I think I uh, wanted to find uh, enough other nerds that the nerd I was in school would just, you know, stand out less by association. So I think that was my, rather than reinventing myself, I was reinventing my surroundings. And that worked pretty well. Dave, the first time I ever saw you, uh, you were leaning against a wall. This is why do I remember this? Is so creepy. You were leaning against a wall in the uh, in lecture in Trinity and somebody said, that's David Kenny. <laughs> And the people I was with turned around to look, and you were wearing. I mean, I think this is very funny for what you were probably like an eighteen-year-old boy. You were wearing a like a a, a dark overcoat. Yeah, that sounds dark that sounds like me. And you you had no beard. No beard, clean shaven back in those days. Yeah, you guys had met the previous summer and spent a bit of time on the beach, and then come to the college and been like, well, well, well. Oh, you know me so well. Yeah, I, I did try and I didn't try and reinvent myself, but I definitely did like take up stupid affectations. So I definitely took up cigars at some point for no oh, particular geez. reason. That was ridiculous. I started drinking whiskey, which actually I now do enjoy. But at the time, I'm pretty sure I was just doing it because it was a th- it was a thing to do. I don't think I enjoyed the taste or appreciated it did at all. Did this coincide so. with the release of Mad Men by any chance? No, I think it was before that. I was a I was a total dick before it was cool on TV. So 
that was that was I was a real trailblazer in that respect. Do you think you were affected in college, Anya? I mean, you've you've spoken before about like going through a period in school where you'd start t- trying to write really meaningful poetry. Did you carry that on to college or was there a different format? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always a battle with me, an inner battle, you know, which wolf, it's the wolf you feed, you know, uh, between the poetry writing person and the buffoon, you know, and the buffoon <laughs> too often wins out. So um, did I try to affect that? I don't really know. I mean, I was so clueless in college when I look back, like it was just, I was so out of my, out of my depth. Like it's such a bizarre change in your life, mm. right? When you're 18 and mm. suddenly you're... You're, you know you're there's so much admin you're, you're in charge of everything yeah yeah and yet, and yet you're not and you're still the goofy 18 year old can we hear the poetry now is has any poetry survived can we do I, a I read a couple reading? of lines to the guys and <laughs> this was a this was a submission for a valentine's uh, essay or a poem in school and it was was it the door is locked with a padlock filled with hate yeah we were very <laughs> concerned about the mechanism of the God. padlock i think yeah, hate, yeah hateful padlocks did you ever write poetry dave surely you wrote poetry at some point no of the many embarrassing things i've done <laughs> in my life that Poetry's is not one. one i think i think it is my it is my uh, the cr- my cringe instinct is just so alive whenever i write anything that's supposed to be remotely sincere so the idea of like poetry which is actually mm. like some expression of inner thought that's just like that's never that's never gonna happen i couldn't let's, let's get do it through now. one there, sentence there once was a fellow called dave <laughs> and studying law was his fave he smoked a cigar and leaned on the bar <laughs> and and now they call him a bit of a name <laughs> We did it. <laughs> yeah, found the only other word that has Ave in it. Do you want to hear something incredibly cringy, there guys? I just remembered this. Will. Sorry, go on. Yeah, I, ent- <laughs> I entered a poetry competition within the last year because obviously, you know, when our brains were melting during the lockdown, mm. sure. wrote a poem and submitted it to like the Wexford County Council Poetry Competition. And the worst thing about me is, I genuinely was like, "Of course, this will win. <laughs> this is my new life." Can you as a poet. please, Anya? <laughs> Come on. Please. You can't bring that on. You can't dangle that carrot. I guess it's going on the Instagram, but I want to rip my own skin off. Uh, I mean, you have to read it. You have to read it now. I don't know where it is. I don't know what else. Just Google or in your email, just search Wexford Poem. It's not going to be hard. How many times have you submitted? I submitted it through a port. I can't. I can't. I can't. My skin will fall off my own body. I, okay. As a rule in podcasting, you can't bring up something that juicy and then just be like, nah. I'll find it. I will find it. Hugh, have you? I will. Have you ever written poetry? Yeah. I start. I, yeah, yeah. Loads. <laughs> I wrote, Dirty limericks don't count. I've know, written a lot of limericks. Series. I don't think I've really written any other poems. I wrote, oh, I I wrote, wrote a poem once at the end of an exam. Not an economics exam, I mean. But I just wrote a poem because I had time left at the end. I'll try and nice. remember it. But I wrote it just because I had time left at the end. I, I know, sorry, off. I actually remember it because it was called... Okay, I mean, I will recite this now if you want. Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, I wrote it would the, be incredibly unsatisfying to bring up a poem and then not I'm recite it. I'm looking for it. it. No, because mine isn't going to be cringy. I mean, it's terrible, obviously. But It's it going to be perfect. It was a, yeah, exactly, this is incredible. This, <laughs> sorry, this, no one's going to cringe at this. They, They're just going to give it a are, Pulitzer. Are they still accepting submissions in the Wexford local poetry yeah. festival? <laughs> so I wrote this at the end of an economics exam, in which I did quite poorly. Uh, write me a poem, a poem say I, of what shall I write? <laughs> the blue of the sky? The green of the grass? How yellow's the sun? How one and one's two, and two less one's one. Um, uh, uh, oh, I've got it. Um, this isn't a poem. It's a waste of my time. Just meaningless <laughs> words, just written in rhyme. If a poet saw this, he would wither and die. I can't let that happen, you see, can I? My message is clear, I think you'll agree. Leave the poems to the poets, and the rubbish to me. Hey, that's such a good line. Bravo. Yeah, it's not funny, though, so... <laughs> Might not stay yeah, in if yeah. Anya finds hers. <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't read this out. I found it, and I, I send it, send it to Hugh, or send it the to poem. Kenny. I'll read it. Yeah, <laughs> let, let Kenny oh, read oh. it. Go on. I'll do it. Yeah, please. The poem is called Thirteenth of April, Twenty Twenty. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I'm hooked already. I thought it was going to be my heart bleeds or something, you know. <laughs> no. <laughs> my hurtful padlock. 
Yeah. Oh no, but it's it's like it's like that fifteen year old. Like what? Was it's I definitely going to be better than we're expecting now, though. So during the lockdown, I tried to learn Danish, learn the ukulele, <laughs> and apparently wrote this, and none of them were any good. Is it in Danish? I really thought. No, I really thought that I was going to discover, like you know, what the hell of all this time. Mm. Now I will discover my true self. And so, like the opening line would be. What? <laughs> I'll, 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 you can read it I'll send it to you Hugh and you can, you can read it out in a minute okay. I want to die that's not it this is, this is, this is great that's a good strong uh, <laughs> Anya you're nothing if not a good sport we've always said it about you <laughs> Dave Dave were you were you I know you debated were there any other weird clubs or societies you joined and this goes to all of us I, I suppose I joined everything and then went to almost nothing I certainly only went to one meeting of, of it so I definitely joined trampolining I actually joined trampolining every year that I was in college never trampolined I joined fencing never fenced I joined climbing and di- I don't think <laughs> I ever climbed. climbed don't think so no but I was it was so it was it was so ambitious so I just always thought that like this he year he was reading my poem look at him <laughs> I've been reading your poem. Oh, it's it's so sincere. Thirteenth of it. I'll try. Will I? I try and no, put on a. Sh- I'm gonna try and put on a Seamus Heaney voice for it. Has, 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 have we ever done an episode where someone has died on air before? Because I think this is, a, this is the first. Thirteenth of April, twenty twenty. No, yeah, I actually can't. I mean, oh. I think it would actually, but I think if you read this by an, in another setting, you'd be like, "This is good." It's more just that now. No, I, I don't want people thinking I think this is good. I think it's terrible. I've forgotten about it until just now. My brain was broken. Also, if you if you could underscore it with some ukulele, that'd be <laughs> yeah. lovely. Okay. In Danish. And a bit of Danish chanting. A Danish translation would be really helpful. Were you singing Hey Soul Sister there? Is that your ukulele song? So, 13th of April, 2020. The magnolia blossoms pillow across the glass. <laughs> so first of all, pillow, not a verb. Anyway, the magnolia blossoms pillow across the grass. Their suddenness. <laughs> their, their suddenness almost wins me. Could be wines. Maybe it's wines and not winds. Their suddenness almost wins me. Reaching up to feel its flowers drop into my palm. They feel like they have cascaded from the heavens. In the distance, there is a... There was, there was a cash prize, okay? <laughs> How much? I don't know. Probably don't 75 know. euro presented by a priest. In the distance, there is a poisonous yellow sign, a lump in my throat. I imagine the stillness of the tree at midnight, the universe contracting into the in- inky darkness. The silent quilt of blooms will remain. <laughs> it's not bad on you. That's yeah, not that's not very good no, on you. No, no, don't, don't applaud me. Don't pat me. No one was me. clapping. No one is clapping. No, no. It, the worst thing was Hugh. It was their serious faces, just being like as if we were at the Waterford annual poetry reading, and they were like, "That's very nice on you." Didn't even place, guys. You should see what won. Don't put. <laughs> Oh, what, oh, what? Wait, let, I, let's people. find out. Let's find out what won. Do you have a link to it? Um, the Waterford Legitimate Legs episode 68, the Wexford Poetry Competition. Waterford <laughs> County Council uh, Poetry oh, here we go. Competition. What won? We were all entering uh, next year, right? It says it was you who won. There was a the, the prize was four hundred euro by the way. Jesus. Oh nice! I just thought maybe this is easy cash. Yeah, maybe no one sure. Oh, listen, Anya, absolutely. I mean, presumably it didn't take you long to bash out that poem. I, I just don't <laughs> want people thinking that I think. In return, Anya, I'll try and dig out one of my old poetry books and I'll I'll read yes. some stuff from it in the next episode because I I wrote some fucking cack and I use that not really knowing what cack means, but. It, it's the vibe of the thing you know you know yeah, what yeah. it means from how it, it makes you feel you very know? khaki yeah but see like if this was something i'd written at 15 i wrote this at 32 i do remember that <laughs> one when we went back when i went back to train as a teacher we had to write in uh 
a reflection notebook. So after every lesson, you had to put your reflections down. And so some of it was about just whether you achieved the content objectives, but also... So I'd imagine if I found that and read that, it'd be pretty appalling. Look, we've hit on a rich seam of content down the line. Dave, what embarrassing things have you written? Oh, like pretty much my whole academic output. To be honest, my PhD, pretty, pretty embarrassing. But, uh, doesn't what was make... it on? Oh, you really don't. You really don't want to know. It was, a, it was, a, it was comparative constitutional law of Ireland and Canada about rights limiting, limiting rights in court. What rights are you really in favour of limiting, so? Oh, all the big ones, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, life, torture, all the, you know, I, I just limit all the rights. That's, that's, we don't that's, talk uh, enough about the right to torture. <laughs> the right to torture, yes, indeed. But it's, it's interesting, though, there's, um, you know, there's such a risk in creating anything because overcoming your own nausea at what you're doing is so difficult, right? Yeah, it's, it's why you should never try. That's why no, you should never, you know, you'll try anything. Because you end up having to read it on a podcast while, three people, <laughs> while two people earnestly pretend that they're having a nice time. Is this what we're going to do when we go to our live show with Lottie Bedlow? We're just going to read out her book and try to embarrass her. Because I don't think it'll she work. Like, I think it's probably quite a good poems. book. <laughs> Poem. Oh yeah, that's, yeah. We, should, we should plug that. Come and see us, come and see us live. We yeah. should do an advert. On the 9th of October at 2pm in the Bedford Pub in Ballum. Uh, you can buy tickets at our link tree. Mm. Do it. Lottie Bedlow from Bake Off. She's great. Dave's all, such a good friend. He's already booked his flights and bought his tickets. He's going to yeah. come. I'm, 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 I would, I would, I, that's a great idea. I totally should do that. A little London trip for everyone in my life. Dave, you were very careful to say, yeah, it should, should do. It would be, would be, yeah. Would be, that'd be great. I will. Yeah, it should be. I will, probably. <laughs> I may well possibly do it. You can the... come and stay with me and Will. I guarantee that I will consider it. I'm going to stay with Will so you can come and join us. We'll all sleep in one big bed. That'd be great. So we've dealt with a lot of the big issues of college. What other questions do you have for us, Anya? Sorry, I did have another one. So do you, on, on a serious note, do you think, well, Dave, especially you working in education, do you think there's too much emphasis on uh, 17 and 18 year olds being pushed into kind of traditional higher education rather than looking at other routes? Do you see that much? Uh, yeah, I definitely think that it's, uh, there can be a very well-intentioned thing to try and get as many people into third level as possible and i think we should welcome literally everyone who wants to do it however people who don't want to do it shouldn't do it because it is a you know very specific thing and it's you know i always try to say to my students it's about like training them in various academic disciplines it's not necessarily skills for life which you may or may not acquire when you're there through meeting people and doing things so i think it's it's brilliant and i found it um hugely important for me and uh, I think a lot of our students get a great deal out of it. But yeah, it's not the be all and the end all. And you can have really important and more fulfilling life experiences doing actual things rather than <laughs> listening to us talk at you. So yeah, I think it, it, we should encourage everyone who wants to to do it. But also anyone who doesn't should have a great time doing other things and probably a better time in many ways. Oh, Hugh's come back with a book. I don't know if this is actually going to be any good. Well, that's the point. These are my, but I don't think they might just be boring. These are some of my, I found my, my personal observations from lessons that I taught when I was on placement. <laughs> some, some of this I was like, where was I teaching? The children all thoroughly enjoyed playing past the snort. <laughs> like, how am I a real teacher? <laughs> past the what? Past the snort. What's a snort? Um, I think it's literally like you, you, you all stand in a circle. This was a drama lesson, I should say. You all stand in a circle and basically one person <laughs> snorts and then the next person has to snort and you have to see how fast you can get around the whole circle. Will can you we play around this all here? the time? Can we play around? Can we no, play no, around? Uh, Hugh, what is, the, what is the educational value of past the snort? You children? start, um, Hugh. Um, Oh, uh, okay, I'll start and we go, so we go the way I'm looking, it's me, Anya, Dave, Will, okay? Okay, go on, okay. go on. Guys, that was so slow, that was terrible. Will came in quickly, you guys were dreadful. Okay, we're going one more time, okay? Dave, do you know how to snort? Dave just sort of went, I'm... I'm, I'm learning, okay? I'm still learning. Um, this is my first year of class at law school. We, we did not do any of this. I moved this game to the end of the lesson and timed the game to set a, in inverted commas, record <laughs> that can be challenged in future <laughs> lessons. Oh, dear. Pass! Did you invent pass 
sword? No, I don't know. This no, is it's a game as old as time, I think. They've been <laughs> thousands of years of history passing the snort. Oh, I've called a kid out here. I've called a kid out, so they're only here by the <laughs> initials. But I've said, ZA has developed, quote unquote, injuries in all three PE lessons I have seen. She may need encouragement to build confidence. And also, it sounds so sinister. It sounds like you're going to like... M.M. Yeah. goes back and forth between enjoying pee and getting upset. He deliberately walked during the relay race, which led to his team getting annoyed with him. Again, encouragement and confidence is key. <laughs> this, for some reason, when you say encouragement and confidence, it just sounds so sinister. Like, what are you about to do to punish these children? They'll get some encouragement and confidence, all right. My good friends, encouragement and confidence, my two fists. Here's here's a, here's a sentence that doesn't look good outside of people who've studied in teacher training because it says it's an art lesson and I talk about various things and then I say teacher modeling might be useful in future classes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make it very clear. That's not what it sounds like. What is okay, it? Okay, children. Does it mean? Set up the runway. <laughs> <laughs> it just means you show them how to do whatever you're trying to get them to do. That's not good either. <laughs> it's not a great <laughs> sentence. God, if any parents are listening to this lesson, I'll, uh, here's, another, here's another real one to throw in for the inspectors. I need to ensure that the lesson remains on schedule to allow enough time for the cognitive conclusion. <laughs> 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 Cognitive conclusion sounds like you're going to murder it a kid. It sounds like I'm lobotomizing all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I brought that kid to a cognitive conclusion. <laughs> Cognitive conclusion sounds like a Bruce Willis film that he did yeah. to like, pay off some debt or something. <laughs> right, like a, like a Jean-Claude Van Damme oh, number. In the here, Hugh's, yeah. Hugh's clearly feeling a bit snippy here. The en- Another drama lesson. The energy lessons were very high in today's class. The children need to learn that drama class does not equal break time. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lesson I should have learned, I think. Oh dear, I mean, sorry. You come I've, across like a very snippy man I've, in these. I've completely derailed the trolley now, haven't I? <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh God, well, we've all written some um, some stinkers. <laughs> I've been this this entire time. I've been trying to find some sort of poem that I wrote. And I just found an Onya. Okay. <laughs> that is... Oh, fuck. I nearly sent that to the wrong Onya. That would have been so bad. <laughs> oh, I... no. That would have been so out of context and horrifying. <laughs> wow. What's the poem going to say? <laughs> um, so this is... You, also, like, Onya, this will make you feel better because it's absolute garbage and it was written around a similar time. Let me just double check. It's not... <laughs> it, is, it is so, like someone in lockdown really trying their best (laughs) so this is you know you shared something you're embarrassed about this is worse this was just for me this was for nobody it's kind of in the same oeuvre which is what i can't say be part of the same collection so this poem is called 25th of january 2020 (laughs) 1723 so is that is that is that part of the the title Okay. The title is 25th January 2020, 20, 17, 23. <laughs> okay, sorry, yeah, we got you. Oh, I, this is, I can see why you are so, like, this I is know, horrible. It, I, I really feel like horrible. I've gotten some power back. This is great. Yeah, I've, Cla- yeah. Clouded up windows and warmth, walking through the grey cold streets. <laughs> look, look, <laughs> looking into other lives, compact and tight, tungsten bright, sleepy in the Saturday sunset, slice. <laughs> smiling out at the cold <laughs> this is this is such an insight into the stuff that i wrote at uni like it's not changed it's not improved this is the second stanza this is the second stanza i don't know what you're what you're trying to squirm off the hook for here neons wash the walls humming back at the traffic reverse lights compete storefront shop bright Sing, singing signals into the night the city is really trying to sleep but there's always a dirge <laughs> a gentle vibration a surge <laughs> <laughs> a 
the one thing I'll say for my teacher notes, at least I didn't have to make them rhyme. (laughs) Anya and Will's Poetry Corner is such an idea for a podcast. I am there. Will, Will, they're so similar. I know they are. And it's also like, we don't really say anything. (laughs) It's just observations on a magnolia tree. 100% just looking out a window and a car reversed. I was like, oh, what rhymes with bright? Okay. Tungsten bright. The worst, worst part about it is I was absolutely trying my best. Like that is really trying to be sincere. Where did you hear the word tungsten, though? The periodic table. Ah, yeah, but Will wouldn't know that. What are you talking about? Will's an actor. He wouldn't know science. Tungsten. Were you in a play where you played a darts player? They're made of tungsten. Darts, not darts players. Darts are players are made of tungsten. Yeah. Pure tungsten. <laughs> I don't oh, know well, I mean. Uh, Should we wrap it up? I don't know where we go. Uh, Unless anyone else has poetry that needs to be read on air, I I can't see. uh, Do you know what the saddest thing is? You and I didn't have to do this. No, no, but I I felt like it was unfair that you'd been thrown under the the bus that I very much had a place reserved under that bus and was pretending. The bright bus, its neons gently caressing the walls. As the magnolia Looking into other people's compact lives as well. I quite like that, actually. I think think it's good. Some good lines there. No, see, now now I I am where you were. Everyone's like, no, it's not bad, actually. Yeah, it's when the voices get high. You're like, it's really good. But do you think maybe some Seamus Heaney stuff isn't that good? They're upset. Like, maybe it's all just tungsten bright, compact lights. All right, all right we could use yours as the bad example, but fine, yeah. let's go with that. Fine. Yours, yours is more rhymey, so it was... Yeah. Um... Have we learned anything about college slash university? No. It hasn't, been, it hasn't necessarily been, you know, educational in that sense, but really this is just supposed to tell people whether or not they should like college and therefore go, and then they can get the education there. Whoa, so we're just kind of... We're setting the mood. We're setting the this scene. This has been... This has been not that educational, but quite fun and a good experience. Kind of like what? college. He did it. Do you want to? Do you guys want to vote? Final judgments. Okay, Will, you go first. I I sort of fluctuate between it being like university is a terrible con, uh, and it it it's just like forcing people to dump a load of money into something um, that that is a waste of time. But then, like, it's quite a good formative experience. But then I imagine, like, doing other things is, too. Mm. And I don't think people should, like, be pressured into academia, which I think happens a lot. And often people get pressured into going down routes that they don't necessarily want to go down. Um, I had a really good time at university and I liked it, but I sort of felt like I was a bit too young to decide what I wanted to do. I don't know. I'm going to say no. They're stupid. <laughs> I just needed to come down on one side, and we can't have the whole podcast just be my poems and then me trying to guess what I think about something. Because mm. I'm an idiot. Uh, it's, but I, I hate Xavier Gugan. <laughs> he was a tutor of mine, and he was bad. I didn't like him. And based on that, and uh, the fact that I I didn't do enough work at university, uh, and still pa- I don't know. It's bad. Yeah, it's con. Stop stealing people's money, Dave Kenny. Okay. Um, oh, I, put it to me. Yeah, it is a hard one because I also had a great time at college and I think it definitely was formative for me um, in a way that maybe school wasn't until closer to the end. But I do agree. And even nowadays when you sort of say, oh, it doesn't really matter what you do first in college. Yeah, but that's not true for everyone. You know, not everyone has that has that latitude there. Luxury. I do think mm-hmm. I do think colleges, I think you do see in colleges and societies and things like that, I think there's a lot of good stuff going on in terms of like progressive yeah. social change and things like that. At the same oh, no, time, hate that. absolutely. Hate at the same time, I do Ooh, think a lot of the people involved cases. in that see everything in black and white terms. And, and there's that dreadful sincerity of youth that we all had and earnestness, you know? Um, so I think there's a balance there, but it's obviously a good thing that that's happening. Um, I think I must've smelled really bad in college. Because, no, like I had showers and things, but I was always outside running around, kicking a ball around or doing that. Then I'd go in in my tracksuit and sit in a lecture. You don't sweat at that age. No, I made that up, do you? I I think you made that up, yeah. What age do you think sweating starts, Anya? I don't know. I think some people are just sweaty. I I don't know. I don't know. No, pick an age, please. I don't feel huge. Hugh's a big sweater, personally. I just don't feel... Not massively. I don't think I've ever seen... I've never seen you sweat. I don't like that sentence. 
I'm, I'm, no, I, I don't think I am that sweaty, but I don't know. Maybe I just thought that recently or even. Also, you didn't go out. So you would have just been going home. That's true. So did... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you made it a personality trait in college. I don't dance. I mean, it's still, it still maintains to this day. <laughs> no, but even if we were anything that involved dancing, we were at this really stupid ball where you had to get a dance card, and if you had Hugh on your dance card, you got to sit down with that, him for your dance. I had just come back from lung surgery. <laughs> like, I'll accept the criticism that I don't like dancing, but I was, I was days out of hospital. <laughs> Why were you at the ball? What, what, yeah. Yeah, Hugh. How dare you? Um, so, because of all of that, <laughs> I <laughs> don't like that. Uh, I'm going to say it's a legitimate like. Um, I had a great time. In fact, I think we all had a great time. And uh, we're very um, self-centered. So, yeah, I'm going to say it's a legitimate like. And it's over to Dr. David Kenny. Oh, who saw it coming? A tie break for the guest. Wow. Now... You know, I, I suppose a question first. Do I have to make this decision by way of wondering whether or not I sweat and recalling tutors I hated when I was in college? Or is that is that a sort of an essential? How many times have you danced after major surgery? Uh, that is a very good question. I suppose I've never done it. So I just haven't lived. So maybe my opinion isn't, isn't even really worth having. I think that uh, college is a legitimate like. And I think it's also a legitimate not to like it. I think it's totally fine to... Decide it's a massive waste of time, but if you go and think it's your thing and you find it formative and you learn fun stuff, that seems great to me. So, you know, live your dreams. It's legitimate like. Oh, that, that ended up a lot clearer than it it started off. Yeah, yeah. Thought he was hedging his bets, but ultimately Dave's in the pocket of big college, you know? So Yeah. Well yeah. look, someone's gotta pay my pay my salary, you know. So yeah. if these students don't keep coming. Where am I going to get my money for all my poetry jams that I am going to run for Will and Anya? <laughs> and Dave, I have to say, I I couldn't do your job. It's very, very hard. Dave is one of the hardest working people I've ever met. Of course you couldn't do it. He has a PhD. What have you got? You should be doing it there. Yeah. All, Anya, all the listeners are shouting me down, saying, of course you could, you. You'd be fine. No, but what I want... How are the exams is, going? Dave, you get... Uh, you do seem to have... Every time I talk to you, you're flying to Iceland or California or... You know, I don't know. Yeah, I just booked oh, actually just, just just booked a research a research trip to to New York. I, yeah, I go to a lot of conferences around the place. So academia very good for an old um an old work trip. Mm. But I gotta I think I think for the old climate might have to might have to start scaling that back. But uh, not yet. Cause I'm going to New York in October. So <laughs> all right. What date in October? Just want to see. Does it clash with our live show that you've promised to come to? <laughs> I think uh, late October so I think I'm well clear of the oh, live good, show good. on October okay, 9th okay. Well, in London I'll, I'll, I'll that I will definitely be at the travel agent and we'll get you on the get you on the team bus Dave thanks for coming back on the podcast so this is your fourth appearance I think it's my fourth I think it's my fourth I think I've been on video games The Matrix and Toasties and mm. then this is my fourth appearance so thanks for having me back it's a pleasure as always thank you for coming what a treat what a professional Anya thank you for producing and thank you for opening your soul to us yeah, can we? Can the listeners like... expect more poetry from your past to surface? I think you have to go searching um, for it. I I see what I can. Do you have old? Do you have old find. English copies from secondary school? I bet you do. Uh, I know there's a, a a notebook hanging around my parents' house somewhere that has a lot of tortured poetry about this guy that I really fancied in school. Was was it Brian? <laughs> Who who's Brian? Oh, hello, lads. That's me. Oh, Brian. No, no, no. Was no, it me? This was, this was transition year. He's back. Oh. This was, Hi, Brian. This was, Wait. I thought... This, oh, this was I, years before. In between the time that I last appeared, I broke up with my girlfriend, got back together and broke up with her again because I heard that you were interested in it. But I'll go back now. I'm going to try to find him. Do. I know, he was on, I know he was on Bebo at the time. Hopefully he hasn't changed his contact am, yeah. details in the am. meantime. I've got Bebo, MySpace, pages. and I've got Kazaa and Napster. Will... Great to see you again. Oh, it's great to be back. I feel like the the podcast was um, becoming a bit too seamless, well-structured and interesting. So it's nice to be back to sort of uh, shake things up. And I don't mean that in a positive way. Nice to see you again, Hugh. Thank you for listening to Legitimate Likes. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, wherever you get your podcasts. And please recommend us to a friend because that is by far the best way of spreading the word about Legitimate Likes. We also have a back catalogue of over 60 episodes. So have a look through those and see what you can find that might tickle your fancy. 
Even some episodes with Dave on them. We've even got one on bananas. If you're in the London area or would like to come to London, we are doing a live show at the Cheerful Earful Podcast Festival on Sunday the 9th of October at 2pm in the Bedford in Balham. And with a very exciting guest, everyone's favourite baker... Lottie Bedlow! Lottie Bedlow! Uh, so you can find tickets to that show on our link tree, on, through our Instagram, through our Twitter, at Legitimate Likes, and please get in touch with us as well. And we will see you next time. Goodbye! Goodbye! Bye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.